Welcome to Wellspring on the Air. I'm Nicole Alfonso, a therapist at Wellspring and the host of today's show about overcoming postpartum depression and the baby blues. With me today to discuss this important topic is Gabriela Salaya. Together, we want to tell you about overcoming postpartum depression and the baby blues. So stay with us. We've got some good information just for you. Welcome, Gabriella, to our show today. Thank you so much for uh, choosing this topic. I think it's a topic that is really important to talk about. I think um, we don't talk about it enough. And so before we get into it, would you please take a minute to introduce yourself to our listeners? Hello, for having me. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. My name is Gabriella Zelaya. I'm a therapist with Wellspring. Um, I focus uh, primarily on individual treatment for adults, children, and adolescents who are dealing with unresolved trauma and varying mental health concerns. Awesome. Thank you, Gabby. Um, Thank you for your work and what you're doing here with us at Wellspring. Um, You're such a blessing. So let's dive right in. Um, We'll talk about baby blues first. Let's talk about that. What are baby blues? Sure. So baby blues can occur within the first couple of days after giving birth. Um, The symptoms of the baby blues usually include weepiness or crying. There's no apparent cause or reason attached, um, but it's just, you know, that uncontrollable crying irritability, feelings of restlessness and anxiety, um, sadness, fatigue, uh, just big mood changes and um, feeling of insomnia at times as well. It can be hard for us to kind of get back into a sleep rhythm. Um, So all of these changes occur usually within the first um, couple of days after having a child. The baby blues can um, typically last for a few minutes um, or even up to a few hours um, each day. So each bout of the baby blues can differ slightly in how long it lasts. Uh, they usually start to lessen and should disappear within two weeks after delivery. Whereas postpartum depression is is a bit different and can have a later onset than the baby blues and can even last up to a year. So if we leave postpartum depression untreated, it can have uh, lasting negative impacts. Okay, so I hear you say that baby blues are typically a couple weeks and then you kind of come back to yourself a little bit once that kind of period goes by but the postpartum depression lingers on for a longer time. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So then let's talk about postpartum and some of the symptoms there and how it is different than baby blues in more detail. Yeah. So postpartum depression can look a lot like the baby blues. Um, Postpartum depression and the baby blues, they actually share many similar characteristics and symptoms. So some of the symptoms that they have in common are those mood swings that we see, um, the sadness, those feelings of sadness, those um, uncontrollable crying spells, irritability, and the insomnia as well. So the difference is that with postpartum depression, the symptoms are often more severe. Um, They can even include such things as suicidal thoughts or an inability to care for your newborn, feeling detached or an inability to connect with your baby, 
um, and they are longer lasting than the baby blues. Uh, some other things that can happen as well is that you might find yourself withdrawing from your partner or thinking that things would be better if you weren't there. Um, feelings of overwhelm might overtake you with postpartum depression as well as fears that something bad may happen to your baby as well. So that's kind of some postpartum anxiety attached to the postpartum depression. Yeah, so this is really important because um, I think, you know, I think I definitely had the baby blues after my second child. Um, but I did not feel like I, you know, didn't want to be around anymore, or I didn't feel detached from my baby. I did, you know, want to bond with my baby. So I think it's important to, to consider that if there's this, like, I don't like my baby or somebody else take care of my baby. Right. Um, or, or even that you think you, you might harm your baby, um, because you're afraid of how you're feeling. These are all really big signs that this is more than just the baby blues, right? This is, this is postpartum depression. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it can vary again from case to case. So for everybody, it, it could look different. Um, you know, I felt fine after I had my, my son, um, but about four months in, I did really notice a big shift um, in my mood and just uncontrollable, you know, sobbing and weeping and things like that that started to come on. So I did have some postpartum depression, um, you know, that had a, uh, its onset about four months after giving birth to my son. Lasted probably for a good five or six months. That That's, I'm th so thankful that you said that because, you know, I think there's a misconception that you think it's going to happen right away. And in your case, it kind of took your body to, to adjust, right? The hormones, all the stuff going on. And then at four months is when you had that, that kind of change of like, I'm really feeling depressed. And it must've been confusing, Gabriella. I mean, how, I mean, obviously you're a mental health counselor, so you can have, you have a little more knowledge about it, but how did you feel like when, when that hit you? Yeah, I definitely felt off. It definitely felt not my normal self. I was not reacting to conversations or things in the same way that I would have before. So I noticed that something was definitely up with me in the sense that I was reacting and responding much differently than I normally would. And even in my times by myself, I just felt very disconnected from myself. I felt very different. Um, so I noticed, you know, Hey, something's wrong here. I definitely need to get some help. Wow. That's good. Um, thank you for sharing, um, that personal story, just cause I think it's important even as a mental health counselor, right. That you could go through something like this after having a baby. Um, it doesn't really matter what you do for a living. If your if your organism is changing and responding, you know, and so this happens, um, Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. Does not discriminate. So exactly right. It does not discriminate. Some some people are okay. Some do get a postpartum depression. And and the truth is that the best thing to do is to reach out for help. Um, reach out to a counselor. Right. We'll talk more about this later. So let's talk about the causes of this. Right. Because I think it's important. It actually takes a lot of shame away from feeling like you might be experiencing postpartum or the baby blues. So tell us about that. What causes the baby blues and postpartum? And is there a way of preventing it? 
Yeah. So there's a, a big uh, hormonal shift that happens, um, you know, from after the time of pregnancy to, you know, when we reach postpartum, right? So when we're pregnant, we have the long flowing hair, uh, it's shiny, it's, you know, all of that. And, um, you know, we still have a little bit of the mood swings that happen from those hormones, but we, usually have an increase in our progesterone and, and estrogen uh, during pregnancy. But then after delivery, we have what's called a hormone crash, right? So we get a big drop in estrogen and progesterone levels. Um, and this can also affect our thyroid levels as well. So we may even have our thyroid levels um, lower after um, delivery. And this also contributes to feelings of uh, depression and fatigue that, you know, can happen after we have, um, a baby. So, you know, again, some, we, not only are there hormonal changes that happen after delivery, but there's also physical changes that happen as well. So, you know, like I had mentioned, you know, usually when we are pregnant, like, um, our hair looks healthier. Um, and we notice like our skin could be, you know, even healthier as well. And postpartum, usually a couple months in, you might notice your hair is falling out in clumps. And um, that's the postpartum hair loss. And, uh, you know, your skin might not look as glowing as it was before. So we have those physical changes that happen, um, as well as, you know, shift in our immune system functioning, our metabolism tends to slow down after we have a child as well. Um, you know, we have physical pain, from, you know, our labor and, and delivering our babies. And, um, you know, if you had a C-section as well, um, like I, like I did, <laughs> there's a lot of pain, um, afterwards in that recovery from your C-section as well. Um, our bodies change. It takes a little while for them to kind of, um, you know, we're swollen after we have, uh, after we give birth and it takes a while for us to to come down from that as well. So a lot of times body image issues, you know, get triggered after we have a baby as well. Um, and this contributes and plays a role in postpartum depression and, um, and anxiety too. So, you know, our, our bodies change and sometimes it takes a while for us to be able to adjust to that. Um, and so, you know, body image issues are common, um, you know, things that contribute to postpartum depression as well. Um, aside from that, you know, there's the stress, your new role of caring for a newborn, the sleep deprivation that comes from that is, you know, absolutely brutal. I know yes. For me, um, you know, sleeping two hour increments at a time for the first couple months can really take a toll um, on your mental state, on your body and, and on your emotions. Um, for sure, for sure. I, I vaguely remember that. I have a 10 and 13 year old and I think God does that on purpose, like for you not to remember that stuff. But um, yeah, those are rough, rough days. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and I think that there's just a lot of anxiety surrounding motherhood and the new responsibilities that that come attached you know you're you're caring for a human being a new human being and um you know it's it also adds a different dynamic to your relationship to your marriage as well right there's a, so many changes like happening I, I feel like it's really important there's hormonal changes there's physical changes 
there's changes on how do I manage taking care of a new baby, right? Of this new human and still being a wife and still, you know, taking care of other kids if I have other kids, right? I mean, it's, it's just a lot. Yeah, absolutely. So I think just that unity in relationship and, you know, being around the right people, having the right people around you is so important in that um, healing journey and postpartum. And it can make all the difference in, you know, how we heal from the baby blues and from postpartum depression is the village that we have in this time. So let's go ahead and take a short break to thank one of our sponsors who makes the production of our podcast possible. And when we come back, we'll hear more from Gabby, Gabriella, um, about postpartum depression and the baby blues. Welcome back to Wellspring on the Air. This is Nicole Alfonso. If you just joined our show, our topic today is overcoming postpartum depression and the baby blues. So far today, we've talked about the symptoms and differences between postpartum depression and the baby blues. If you joined us late, you can find us on our on your favorite podcast channel on Wellspring on the Air or on our website blog page at wellspringmiami.org. Just search for this topic, which is overcoming postpartum depression and the baby blues. So I have a question about postpartum and um, does it go away? Like, can, you know, you, I know the baby blues tend to go away, right? But does postpartum go away or do some people eventually just have depression and, and they deal with depression now for the rest of their lives? Tell me, tell us a little bit about that. So that, that's a great question. Um, you know, in some cases, postpartum depression can resolve on its own. But um, in a lot of in a lot of cases, postpartum depression can linger on for months or even years if it's left untreated. Um, of those women who suffer from postpartum depression, um, who were not receiving clinical treatment, about 30% still were exhibiting symptoms of depression up to three years after giving birth. So it's not something that can always resolve on its own. Um, you know, some things that can also contribute to postpartum depression lingering on and continuing is a poor relationship with our partners or um, just having uh, very high levels of stress. Those are major contributing factors to long-term depression. But yes, oftentimes um, postpartum depression can um, turn into long-term depression if it's not you know, treated. Okay. On. Wow, okay. Thanks Gabby for, for clarifying that. Um, also, another question, um, because I know that we have in in certain moments um, seen things on the news about, you know, women hurting their children. Right. And these are really extreme, you know, cases. These are cases of of postpartum psychosis at times right after birth. So could you speak about that a little bit so that we can educate our listeners a little bit about this? Yeah, absolutely. So I think that postpartum psychosis is something that's not really talked about too often, but it's really, it it is a very real thing um, that can occur as well. So um, some women who have previously been diagnosed um, with um, bipolar disorder or schizophrenia or a mood disorder before um, pregnancy and childbirth are more susceptible to developing postpartum psychosis after birth, but it can happen to women with no history of mental health issues at all either. 
So, you know, postpartum psychosis is also one of those things that does not discriminate. It can Mm -hmm. really happen to anybody. Um, It usually tends to occur within the first few weeks of birth, um, and it tends to come on suddenly. Uh, So there's really no warning signs for postpartum psychosis. It's just usually one of those things that just kind of happens very quickly. So it's important, I think, to be aware of just what that looks like and what those symptoms are. So, um, you know, just to to list a few of those, um, the symptoms, you know, usually look like um, losing touch with reality, not really being able to differentiate between what's real and what's not, um, hallucinations, delusions, um, mood swings. Um, So we see like those extreme moods, hot and cold, um, paranoia, um, or just, you know, a feeling of suspicion that someone's trying to do something to you, um, heightened energy levels, and then that crash, um, and then feelings of um, agitation, more so than the agitation that we see really with like the baby blues and and postpartum depression usually tends to be a little bit more of an aggressive agitation. Um, and as many as, as one in 20 women who experience this may try to harm themselves or their child after delivery. So like you had mentioned, Nicole, those stories that we hear, mm-hmm. of, you know, trying to harm uh, themselves or, or their child or, or both usually, you know, tends to come from women who are suffering from some type of postpartum psychosis. So, you know, if you feel that you're exhibiting any of these symptoms or you're struggling with any of these feelings, you know, I really just want to encourage you to communicate this with your doctor or, you know, with a, with a trusted loved one, because this is such a sensitive time, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, after giving birth that first year is a really sensitive time of recovery Um, So many things are happening in your body, in your hormones, and just all of these life changes. Um, Reaching out for support is is so important. Um, I know for me, that made all the difference in in my recovery um, through postpartum depression. Um, So I definitely, you know, encourage anybody going through this to to reach out for that help. It can feel overwhelming, but, um, you know, I think in the long term, it is so worth it. Yes. Thank you, Gabby. Okay, so how can you care for yourself after delivery um, so that you could take care of yourself really well and even in a way somewhat prevent any of this or um, work through it well? Yeah, great great question. Um, You know, I think in terms of caring for yourself after delivery, I think just being, again, intentional, talk to a trusted a family member, talk to your, um, to your partner, talk to, to a friend, um, let them know how you're feeling, let them know what they can do, um, you know, to kind of help you with this as well. Sometimes people are well-intentioned and they want to help, but they don't really know how to help, right, in um, the most realistic way. So someone might think that, you know, kind of, you know, doing a meal train is what will help you but really what you need is uh 20 minutes to to take a nap or go take a shower um you know so i think just letting people know what that looks like for you um eating a well balanced uh diet right uh, breastfeeding depletes our caloric intake so it's really important that we stay nourished and hydrated um especially while we're breastfeeding because 
this is a time where we tend to um, kind of give out more than what we're consuming. So um, this causes fatigue and it can contribute to issues in our mood as well. So make sure you're nourishing yourself properly and, and you're not neglecting to feed yourself and, and eat well. Um, I would say go outside, even if it's just for a few minutes, uh, take your baby with you on, the, on a walk, um, you know, getting out into the sun, the vitamin D that we get from the sun, it's really important too, and also can contribute to us having a happier mood as well. Um, like I mentioned before, don't be afraid to ask for help. It really does take a village as corny as, as, and played out as that may seem. It, it truly does. It um, is. It's true. Even, you know, from babies to teenagers, it takes a village. <laughs> we, we can't do it alone. And, you know, you're not less of a mother for asking for help. Um, you know, sometimes we try to be super mom and, and do it all on our own, but, you know, we can't, that's what our community is for. So I think it's important to tap into those resources that we have with friends and family who are willing and wanting to help, um, you know, and, and let them lend that hand to you. Um, counseling, I would say also a big uh, part of, you know, what can help after delivery too. There's so many benefits to therapy, um, having just somebody that you're able to talk to about these changes um, and finding that support, right? Somebody who can guide you in, in the right direction, um, getting medical help if necessary, right? Um, a therapist can help you to deal with adjustments that come from being a new mother, um, right? Those changes that, you know, can occur in our marriages as well that can also suffer after having a baby due to all of the other, you know, above mentioned issues. Marital counseling can be a really great resource for new mothers and fathers and just helping to navigate those marital changes that occur after introducing, you know, a new little person into your family can really make um, a big difference to, to seek after that professional help. And then how about family and spouses? How can they help in this process? Because a lot of times I feel like they don't really know what to do, you know? And so what can they do to help um, the new mom? Yeah, that's a great question too. Um, you know, I would say encourage that new mother in your life to be able to speak openly about her feelings and what she's going through and all of the changes that she's experiencing. You know, she may feel like she doesn't want to burden you um, with, you know, what she's going through. And I think just letting her know that she's not a burden and that those feelings are welcome and that there's a safe place for them. Um, I would say be for partners, uh, for that spouse, the spouses, be patient um, if she's not ready for physical intimacy. That could be something that takes a little while as well. You know, we're kind of expected to, to jump back into life at full swing after six weeks. Um, and for some women, it can take a little bit longer than that to, you know, adjust to going back into their regular routine. Um, so I would say just kind of extending a little bit more grace during this period, you know, to kind of help adjust back into um, the swing of, of life. Um, for, for family and friends, I would say offering to help with meals and responsibilities around the home. Um, encourage that new mom to take some time for herself if that looks like, you know, just going to take a nap or a shower or, you know, just doing something that makes her feel like herself. 
um, you know, for just that little period of time and really just make such a world of difference in uh, feeling cared for. Um, and I would say, you know, just for, for families, do activities that, you know, will help that new mom um, in, her, in her mood, right? To not feel um, depressed or sad or isolated especially in this, you know, crazy pandemic time that we're living, right? Um, yeah. It's so much more difficult. So I would say, you know, take that new mom with you for a walk, for a drive, um, anything to just kind of, you know, help um, with her mood and, and feel incorporated into, you know, a family and a, and a community and, and feel support from the people that, you know, are in her life. Yes, thank you, Gabby. So any last uh, comments or even some Bible verses you'd like to share um, with the listeners before we close out the show? Sure. Yeah, there's a couple Bible verses I would love to share um, with you all. And so um, one that really stuck out to me is Psalm 30, verse 11, which says, you turned my wailing into dancing. You removed my sackcloth and clothed me with joy. Um Isaiah 40, 31, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. And lastly, uh, I'd love to share Matthew 11, verses, verse 28, which says, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Awesome. Thank you, Gabby. Thank you for today. Um, this was really good. I think it's a Again, a topic that we don't often talk about, but we should because a mom is experiencing so many things uh, when she gives birth. And so um, I, we hope that this was encouraging. It is time to close out the show. Thank you, Gabriella, for joining us today and shedding light on the topic of postpartum depression and the baby blues. We do hope you learned some valuable information and felt encouraged if you're experiencing any of what we shared. And thank you for joining our show today. Again, if you join this program midstream, you can find this show and others on podcast at Wellspring on the Air or on our blog on wellspringmiami.org. The title of today's show again was Overcoming Postpartum Depression and the Baby Blues. Encourage us and let us know you're listening by sending comments or questions to on the air at wellspringmiami.org. It is time to wrap up. This is Nicole Alfonso with Wellspring on the Air because hearts and minds matter.